OTBGAA. Hurling games, all we can do is do our absolute best, and but we have to dust ourselves down and we have to go again. Just be the best that you can be after that. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. The news round on Off the Ball with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave with your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Uh, hello, you're welcome along. So we've got a great show for you. Wednesday Night Rugby with a difference. We're going to chat to Martin Johnson, England World Cup winning captain, former coach as well. We have Champions League business once again as we turn from Madrid to Milan. Kenny Cunningham is here in studio for the evening and we will chat to David Wallstein as well, friend of the show of the New York Times. So the Oakland A's, the team once upon a time of Billy Bean and Moneyball are dropping the city. They're out of there. They're heading for the bright lights of Vegas and there is uh, much anger, as you might imagine, in Oakland. So David will explain all. 53106, the text number. We're at Off The Ball on Twitter. Kenny Cunningham in studio. Hello. Evening, Joseph. How are you? I'm all good. I'm all good. Stick in your headphones there. Richie McCormick, hello to you. It's, I mean, it's, it's only Kenny's first time. He didn't know you had to put <laughs> in headphones. He's a novice. He's Ricardo, a novice. Ricardo, how, how are, are you? You should ask, you know what, there's, there's, a, there's a nice, there's an interesting band developing among contributors to Off the Ball, Joe. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Mr. Wallstein has a musical background. I think he was involved in bands back in the 80s. Um, we all know of Lawrence Donegan's background as one of the members of the Blue Belts, mm-hmm. uh, who had a massive hit in the 80s. And Philippe Auclair as well has his own musical side projects going along too so Oof. they're all they're all dipping their toe we have a little get together some evening a little jam session Joe exchange of ideas <laughs> Kenny yeah, would you be singing that's come out left field that's come out left field from Rich now. what's your musical background uh, <clears throat> oh pathetic don't have a note in you know pathetic uh, in terms of uh, playing could you sing the accordion we all had to get that accordion at primary school do you remember it was that gone by the time you pitched yeah, up yeah it was tin whistle I had to share that accordion around the classroom know all of that saliva oh god it's desperate oh. yeah health and safety would have had a field day Rich back in the day saliva in an accordion you, 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 well, you know you have to <laughs> were you spitting on it put in your mouth an accordion yes, pass, it, pass it around the class everybody had to play it you're bit. thinking of a, have a bang recorder Ken oh recorder a recorder yeah you Jesus. know what I meant Rich, you know what I meant. I was, I was, I was wondering why, why you were North playing side. that. I think that's another North Side thing. Rich was bang on. He knew, he knew where it <laughs> That's the name of the album, Joe. That is a good name for an album. Goodness that is a good me. name. Spitting on accordions, the new album from Kenny Cunningham. Out now. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't. It wasn't musical. Tin Whistle. The usual keyboard lessons. Hated it. No, I'd much rather kicking a ball against a wall, to be honest with you. Although you say that now, Joe, I think given a given a choice, if I had to have a be skilled or talented in any one area, I'd I'd lean towards a musical instrument. Oh, I'm with you. It's a big regret. I did buy a keyboard a couple of years ago. I was like, right, this is it. I'm doing it. I just uh, couldn't. It's got to be natural, Joe. It's got to be natural. The lads used to bang away. um, Andy Reid, phenomenal uh, guitar Um, player. Trapped didn't think so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> don't think he was talking about his guitar playing was he <laughs> trap no he could play and, and he loved it he was he was all in really kind of focusing on all of that stuff Shane Long good Alan well. Lee Alan Lee Shane yeah yeah a few of the lads yeah fantastic who from your vintage was good 
Now it was only it was only really I can remember on the on the, uh, on the instruments the lads could sing. I mean, there were plenty of singers. Don't worry about that. Bobby Keane liked to sing. Everybody something. was interested in the. I wanted the stage. You know what I mean? Nobody wanted to be in the background banging away uh, one of the instruments in the shadows. Like everybody wanted to be front and centre. So what was your uh, go-to? <laughs> what was your party piece? Oh, I can't. I can't hardly <laughs> party piece. I can hardly remember. I can hardly can. remember. But lads could hold the tune. Robbie's a great singer. Everybody chipped in. Great. Be no good if everybody was good at singing, would it? That wouldn't be any fun, would it, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Did the, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've seen those clips doing the round. Well, they've, they've often done the rounds, especially with the Big Jack documentaries. I think the one, the most recent one as well, of the parties around Italia 90 in Italy after the games. Oh, well, the one and who's front and Krista Berg yeah. is right there. Krista yeah. Berg. Very poignant. Well, listen to this. Krista Berg, right? Now Now you've mentioned it. Me first Careful. ever... Co- and I got, nah, I got to throw it out there. The hell with it. First ever concert I went. And I wasn't big into me music um, uh, growing up etc Crystal Ball concert in Dublin must have been just before I went 88, 89 that type of thing ended up there with a pal of mine in Dublin I think it was the RDS he played there had a big fry up in my ma's. Uh, we were in, <laughs> we were in Dorset oh, Street at the time. Headed over. It was a big <laughs> night out. It was a big night. So had to start with the fry. You had how to did start you, with the big how fry. How did you up. bring it back to food? What did you have in the fry? No, it's relevant. It's relevant. <laughs> the fry is relevant. Had the fry. Ended up Christabourg. 20 minutes, half an hour into the concert. You know, just your stomach. I thought, what's going on there? Oh. Half an hour later, I'm chundering at the back of the oh, no. the concert venue. Yeah, literally <laughs> threw up for the re- for the rest of the Ooh. concert. A lot of people might say, "What do you expect going to a Christopher concert?" But I literally, physically <laughs> emptied emptied my stomach. I, I wouldn't have thought. Blame you me, ma. Would... Blame me, ma. It was. Don't blame your mother. I reckon one of them sausages fell on the floor in the kitchen or something. She picked it up and slung it back in the past. Something, something happened. Something happened. Thirty second rule. Oh, first concert disaster. Presume you wouldn't have been Christopher's target market. I doubt it was full of teenage boys, was it? No. What was his market? What was his market? Yeah, Rich, yeah. I think back then it was everyone. It was everyone. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. they, this is the late 80s in Ireland whereby massive gigs don't happen every week like they do now. And we didn't get, you know, the massive superstars rolling in every week like Good we point, do Rich. now. So so a big gig was an event and anybody mm-hmm. and everybody would go to it. And even like, if you look back to footage from gigs in like in the 80s, go back to Sheem to Kush Lee, <clears throat> whereby it's like Leo Sayer or it's a bunch of like, it's a, it's the Dublin <laughs> City Ramblers or it's anybody. But everyone's mad into it because yeah. there just wasn't that same tra- trudge through of, of big acts True. through the country uh, oh, yeah, spoil now spoil now a little bit you can pick Aren't and choose just, I can't open Twitter at the moment but for seeing somebody else at Bruce Springsteen over the last uh, <laughs> couple of days did you venture along oh I got caught got caught in the traffic last night okay. Pier Street disaster stuck there for about 40 minutes would you be a Bruce man do you know what? Um, I do actually, yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for him. Um, I think he's very, uh, quite an interesting uh, character as well. But I actually went to see, <laughs> talking about um, food. Brian. Sorry. Brian brought us there. Uh, uh, Brian Kerr brought us, the international team uh, brought us there back in the back in the day. We were coming in for a camp. We met in Dublin, um, jumped on the coach at the airport, whoosh. Ended up at Bruce Springsteen for about an hour before heading up to Monaghan. I think we were booked into a hotel in uh, Monaghan that night. But um, yeah, and the thing about him, I remember, he's he's on stage, bang on time. You know, generally yeah. speaking, Rich, you're thinking mm-hmm. what forty five minutes an hour. You know, support yeah. late on. He was bang. We went in there. We didn't know he was on. We were like lads were having a few drinks after twenty minutes before we realised actually uh, him on stage. And he did a long set, but we didn't stay for the. To be fair, lads have been throwing a few back 
earlier in the day. So, so you, it was, we you, needed to, we needed to get out of there basically. You appreciate and value good timekeeping in your global rock stars. <laughs> Tell you who was there. Funny enough, and uh, now. Um, Christy Moore I know now I wouldn't say we were VIP'd up Rich you know what I mean but, but we, we had of you were we were a little bit rem- we were a little bit removed from I'd the say, from I'd the, say you were <laughs> no VIP I can assure you there was, there was no I think that's what no VIP, VIP is Kenny but few cocktail sauces maybe getting handed around that was it maximum but um, yeah I remember looking over my shoulder and um, Christy Moore there was in the car and the lads would have loved I mean the lads still, absolutely yeah. still there would have loved them you know what I mean would have had Christy up in a pedestal and funny enough very to the point where I think we're all a bit reluctant to go over and alright Chris yeah. <laughs> just yeah do you know what I mean you know that kind of thing yeah just give him a he must have been in a few times to the camp was he no Christy into the rugby team a bit I think yeah no no Christy never shame really like the lads would have absolutely loved it and we were lucky Brian done that a um, couple of times he brought um, Christy Dignan and Aslan came in oh, yeah. um, uh, uh, Paul Brady Paul Brady yeah, yeah. came in and played into the poem, this uh, po- hotel in Palmarnock set up in the room all the lads uh, came down and they banged away a couple of times that was Brian I think they'd done a favour for him because Brian to have a related you, you, know, you know Brian obviously loves, loves his music, music etc yeah. yeah so we done great Brian got the lads in that was brilliant um, yeah seeing them play and not just live but up close you know what I mean Rich in the same room yeah. Actually, touch tight to these lads. Yeah, brilliant. Did you hear? So the music for sure. But I know, for instance, the rugby team would have had Harrington in, and apparently his words had a big effect on Johnny Sexton back in the day. And even Eddie O'Sullivan got um, Marvin Hagler in to speak to the rugby team. Believe it or not, did you ever have sports people come in and talk to you? No, I no, I never remember that. No, I never remember any one individual having a kind of a general uh, conversation. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think, I mean, the music one's an easy one, uh, lads, isn't it, Rich? You know, you come in, the la- you know, the music, you're onto a winner there, you know what I mean? There's no kind of downside. I always feel it might be a little bit kind of hit and miss when you when you bring a few of them lads in, as much as like, you know, Padraig and uh, especially uh, the Irish sportsmen, as I said, we'd have them on a, on a, on a high kind of pedestal. They're hugely admired, but you're never quite sure individuals what you're going to take from it. You know, I'm always... I always ne- never quite sure of that one uh, to be honest I can understand it to, to, to some extent I think the fact that they're there and they're prepared to yeah. put, give their time and they want to share and I think that's all a, a good thing don't get me wrong and I suppose if a couple of individuals really kind of a kind of hits hits home in terms you're mentioning Sexton there maybe if something really got kind of through to him and triggered something that might have been may not have been the case with the other players they might have been oh it was great to have Padre here it was brilliant type thing but maybe you know, he got through a little, maybe to sex and one or two words in terms of what he was well, saying. But yeah, I, th- I think it was especially around the place kicking because there's a real parallel with pulling the trigger and a golf shot. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Kicking the mentality that goes yeah, in. So yeah. I think he took a lot from it. Uh, I think that's great though, and I think we should do as much as that as we can. Air, air sports people, we should be all in. You know, all oh, the rugby's prevalent at the moment, isn't it? You, uh, you know that, Joe. In terms of how well that we're playing, everybody kind of wants a piece of them. I know it was a couple of the lads are pitching up. Was a Henry Shefflin? I saw a picture him and a couple of coaches, different sports and codes arriving, just having conversations and having a. I think that's all good. Like you know what I yeah. mean? And if it's not for you, you can take it with a pinch of salt. You don't have to take any of the advice to heart. Uh, Larry O'Reilly in Cork says, "Read your program about musical instruments reminds me of my cousin Noel O'Reilly, RIP, ah. former assistant to Brian Kerr, great man with a guitar, especially during the underage era. 
of European success. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I should have mentioned, Noel. I was thinking, obviously, focusing on the players yeah. and Noel worked alongside Brian. Yeah, loved his music. Yeah, very talented as well. Uh, tell me this, was BK a man to get up and sing? No, don't remember Brian uh, pitching up. Yeah, fierce competition though. No, fierce competition, that's <laughs> Or the mic now, I don't remember Brian now. Okay, <coughs> that could be interesting. I'd say, I'd say uh, what would you do, a little gravelly number, a little... Uh, It'd be more of a Bob Dylan. I could see Brian doing a bit of Bob Dylan. Yes, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, the news round, which we should get into, is brought to you with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Uh, we're here again. This is now full-on saga, Richie. It is indeed, and it's shown no signs of going away. But the GEA say Virgin Media were given every opportunity to bid for broadcast rights for inter-county matches. Yesterday, the independent broadcaster claimed the GEA did not put the package left vacant by Sky out to tender. However, the GEA say Virgin were contacted about a potential bid first in 2021 and then again last year, but no bid was forthcoming. The GEA also say they will conduct a comprehensive review of GEA Go at the end of the current season. The Oireachtas Committee on Tourism, Sport and Media will invite the GEA or to and Virgin Media to a pair of meetings following the controversy. One meeting will involve sporting bodies only and the second will have representatives from RTE, TG Car, Virgin Media and Sky. Hmm. Where do you think this is all going, Rich? Uh, I think we're going to have long and lengthy discussions and like you know yourself with these Oireachtas subcommittee meetings everybody will get questions in and nothing will really be solved from it uh, whenever that happens. Um, I think it'll quietly begin to die out from this period on I'd be interested to see if there's a response from Ballymount to that GEA statement today which is very fact filled and very forthright mm. in its presentation um, given the, the nature of the press release that came yesterday um, but I can see this from this point on I think this is where the, the wave breaks and begins to, to roll back a little bit Yeah, uh, Will is going to pop in later on and just take us through uh, the statement in a bit more detail and the goings on over the last 24 hours or so. Uh, we did have a request in to speak with Declan McBennett of RTE and his schedule didn't allow for it this evening, but hopefully we catch up at some stage in the next few days. Uh, Eamon on YouTube, The Cure played the RDS in July 1989. That was the gig of the year. And Jason in Dublin. Kenny has some number of stories on his fingertips. Any chance of him writing a book? Jason, oh, not, not a there is no more chance of him writing I a book. I couldn't fill <laughs> 10... Pa- I'd be struggling to fill 10 pages. Let alone, let alone, let alone 200 Kenny, plus. you'd be doing Come volume on. 2 yeah. and volume I'm 3. Telling you, it's a fact. It's a fact. A couple of little tidbits here and there. Forget it. John. You've already given more tidbits on Off The Ball over the last couple of years than I would say the vast majority of very, very average football biographies that I've read. There's nothing in them. I don't think you realise how bad the standard is. <laughs> it's a very it's a low, low bar. bar. Is that the best compliment he can pay me? It's a very low yeah. bar. It's a low you bar. You clear a very low bar. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just. A low bar. Just. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Still get that art- it's not going to happen. You still get that artistic, uh, you know, tax exemption if you put a book out. Does that still exist? Oh, I is think that right? so. Yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah. Is that yeah. right, Joe? Yeah. yeah. One of the great ironies was that Frank Lampard called his book Totally Frank. It wasn't. <laughs> that was a waste of a Christmas present. <laughs> no, it's a low standard. I th- you see, you, you wouldn't... I, I think you would have a great loyalty to the dressing room. And I understand that. But you'd be able to... Be, you have great recall. Anytime we bring oh. up any random topic, no, you don't, say, no. I don't... This is how it starts. You say, I don't... Off air. Let me just tell you how every topic goes. Kenny off air says, I'm not talking about that. I'm not to say about that. I'm, you can ask me. I'm not to say. <laughs> no, Joe. You're exactly Fast right forward there. an hour later. 
and he's got loads to say you, suddenly when you get going the recall is oh, incredible not, not, it isn't Joe it really isn't I, I do kind of uh, it would be a little bit of a struggle for me I've had a, uh, had, funny enough had an, an email uh, recently somebody I, I can't remember a median in, in Ireland asking about interview just in terms of looking back books you've read you know, TV programmes that uh, the whole shebang but it really would take me a bit of time I'd literally have to sit down and you know get some stuff down on yeah, print that's really called writing a book Kenny <laughs> no what, but just really reference. you're talking about spontaneous yeah things pop into your head oh yeah easy no it's not it really isn't obviously an age thing to a certain extent but I wish I had a better memory, uh, better memory recall so what's putting you off about writing the book is that you'd have to sit down and have a think and put stuff down on paper <laughs> it must be great for someone who's if you write a book and you look at it and you, you know Rich wherever somebody writes a few ghosts or whatever wherever it is but you read through and you think Do you know what I'm really happy with that that's a real reflection of true to what I wanted to say yeah. well balanced and you know something to put on the shelf and you think I'm you know I'm really proud yes, of that yeah. but I'm I'm guessing that's a nice feeling but I don't I don't read them I don't read a lot of the sport very I don't I haven't re- read any to be honest with you biographies autobiographies I kind of stay away from particularly like you're saying starts getting into that kind of storytelling let's go into the dressing room I'll tell you a story when we were we on the town and yeah that wouldn't interest me at all if it's a sportsman talking about his sport and he's got some strong opinions about this that and mm. and yeah yeah may, maybe so but generally speaking they wouldn't you know when I go into a bookshop you know I wouldn't you know, it wouldn't hold me attention. I'd say well, it's, it's the and we have to say it's very rare that Kenny doesn't come into the office without a book. By the way, there's always something yeah, on the go like there. Reading. Can. You do like reading. Yeah, fits and starts. Yeah, I can quite. It's a binge thing with me. When I go, I literally go. I could go for like six months a year, and most most people are like that. It's it's definitely. I think most people are. It's a habit that you get into and get out of easily enough. Dave and Bray says Kenny's cookbook and no brainer Xmas present. Kenny's recipes. You do a Kenny's recipes. Recipes? Oh, I'm not a cook. I'd love to cook. I'd love to <laughs> All be a the better cook. Why you should, you pastry should, chef. You should, Let, let's uh, get a partic- pastry chef. If I could, one wish, if I could shut my eyes this morning and wake up, forget about playing a musical instrument now. That's, that's been... That's gone, is it? That pastry dream is gone. Chef. If I could yeah. get up in the morning and start cooking cakes, baking cakes to a high standard, whoosh. Kenny sees patisserie. That'd I can see it, it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Would you not just go on... Uh, you wouldn't see me again, John. Go on you wouldn't YouTube. see me again. Go on YouTube and you have every recipe at your fingertips. No, you could get stuck into the cooking. Uh, a last one on this, anonymous text in. Does Kenny have any book recommendations, sports or otherwise? Um, from um, yeah, doesn't have to be recent. Yeah, do you know what? I, yeah, I, I, one would I um, I've stumbled into really, and like I said, I don't. I'm not a great. Oh, I'm a big reader and oh, deep knowledge of this and that. I just literally pick up books and and read and put them down. I've lost a lot of the books I've read to be honest, which I haven't got them. But the last one that really hit me and really kind of oh my god, it was John McGurn. Oh yeah. Um, we're talking about that yeah yeah is 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 la- um 2000 i can't remember the last one that he published the sunset i think it was a, again i can't even remember the the title of it but it's an absolutely beautiful book one of the few books that cuz i read quite quick it's just a bit like a bit like a eat <laughs> and talk <laughs> yeah so i read quite quick but that's one of the very few books very quickly when i got into the book i thought i'm 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 going to slow down here i don't want to get through this that quickly savour it yeah it was that good felt myself getting drawn in 
and it's like the book it's ah people know who've read it and it's you know it's country life yeah. you know what I mean it's simple rural rural early yeah, yeah. community relationships you know not, not no mad stuff uh, uh, going on but um, yeah really really drew me in and literally had to put the brakes on because I thought I want to enjoy this every single mm. uh, page, page of it so well that's a very respectable recommendation uh, we should get to Milan so here we go Richie yeah, much as they did 20 years ago, exactly. AC Milan and Inter meet in the semi-finals of the Champions League tonight. No Rafael Leao for Milan tonight. He has failed a fitness test. They're working on him through to this afternoon, but an abductor injury has ruled the Portuguese international out of action this evening. He's not even in their matchday squad. So Mike Menyon starts in goal for them. A back four of Davide Calabria, Simon Scher, Ficayo Tomori and Theo Hernandez. In midfield there, it's Radek Kronich, Sandro Tonali and Ishmael Banasser. Up front, then a trio of Alexis Sel- Makers, Brahim Diaz and frontman Olivier Giroud. A 3-5-2 for Inter. Andrea Nana in goal for them tonight. Matteo Darmian, Francesco Acerbi and Alessandro Bastoni are their back three. Across the middle then, from right to left, it's Denzel Dumfries, Henrik Mkhitaryan, Hakan Chalhanoglu and Nicolo Barella, along with Federico Di Marco and then Lartoro Martinez is in support of Edin Dzeko. Kickoff is at eight. At Chelsea, meanwhile, can move within a point of WSL leaders Manchester United tonight. There was a seven o'clock start to that one. Chelsea flying already in their game against Leicester. Guru Wrighton put them 1-0 up. They've doubled their advantage as well in the past few moments through Aaron Cuthbert. So a 2-0 lead for Emma Hayes' side. There's a half-seven starts to the meeting of Brighton and Arsenal. There was a great piece by Jonathan Liu in the Independent at the weekend. He went over to Milan to get a sense of this rivalry. Loads of great colour. <laughs> like, I haven't, given, I haven't given too much thought to the Milan derby Really, like you haven't given enough respect to Italian teams. Full stop. Perhaps because we were in this studio a couple of weeks ago, and you were <laughs> yeah. bemoaning the fact that we had to give any kind of time to the Inter Milan Benfica game. Basically, threw your hands in the air. What a load I, of rubbish that is! I stand by that. Fact, <laughs> fact, shame on you. I stand by that. Uh, the be- it, 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 perhaps one of the great pictures is. Uh, let me just double check Matarazzi and Rui Costa definitely Rui Costa it is Matarazzi so you know when all the fireworks are going off in the distance and Matarazzi is leaning on Rui Costa's shoulder looking at them have you seen that photo not sure I have I'll show you an amazing it's just it's iconic but um, Jonathan Liu was over in Milan and so like it's a very very friendly rivalry in so much as these things go there's rarely violence after matches of the serious kind and it doesn't go along geographical lines it's not the west of the city oh, versus the east or inner city versus the suburbs yeah. you'll have brothers and sisters supporting opposite teams mm. husband and wives uh, so it's, it's a complete mesh and just falls along more random uh, circumstances and he was talking to a club employee in uh, at AC Milan who on the basis of anonymity uh, said we don't have a chance our only hope to stop Inter winning the Champions League is Pep so AC Milan not optimistic at all this evening yeah, Not no. Buying that. Yeah, no. I make Inter. I make Inter favourites, but I think of that. Um, so when I think of AC Milan, Inter again, generational thing again, isn't it? I think back to those great AC Milan. So AC Milan, we know uh, uh, Gillet Van Bass and all of them, Rich um, Bo, uh, Boja, uh, load, loaded them there. Ancelotti, that kind of great Milan team, Barese. But then Inter Milan, if you remember, do you remember like Lothar Mateus? Uh, Clinton and Andy Brain, we had that German yeah. connection which kind of drove that Ferrari, Giuseppe Bergami yeah, amazing team yeah drove Lewis. that Inter uh, Milan team of the time and they were like phenomenal 
uh, team. So I'd have those kind of pictures in my head. This is a little bit different now, this kind of present crop, obviously, and the kind of games changed, uh, changed a little bit. Maybe not, not as many of those real kind of strong, kind of forceful uh, personalities around. So, But I still, yeah, I make Inter Milan favour. just think they're in a better place at the moment than AC. Funny enough, they're both fighting tooth and nail for that kind of Champions League spot at the moment. Mm. Third and fourth, uh, fourth and fifth, I think, are in the in a Serie A a couple of surprises um, uh, Lukaku not playing has really surprised me him and Martinez have just hit it off yeah. of late just felt as if that uh, partnership was coming together at the right time he's parked uh, Lukaku on the bench tonight and put um, put Dzeko in and even Brozovic uh, central midfield that's, that's a big surprise going with Chanelou, uh, Chanelou and, and Mkhitaryan in there as well with Barella not really one kind of defence minded player in centre midfield but yeah even still with Liao missing obviously uh, yeah. I, I give him a significant advantage a terrible radio this excuse me a moment that's the photo there <laughs> very cool very cool <laughs> yeah. if you're at home and you're not familiar Matarazzi Rui Costa photo and it'll come up there's other football on the season Rich uh, yes indeed as I mentioned Chelsea tune it up in the WSL at home to Leicester Brighton taking on Arsenal from half past seven uh, there's also action this evening the semi-finals of the Leinster under 20 hurling championship both of these have reached half time there were 6.45 starts to them both at UPMC Nolan Park Wexford lead Kilkenny by nine points to five and in Tullamore Offaly lead Dublin by 12 points to one four and just as a last story because the clock is against us at the IRFU held uh, media day today. Oh yeah, big style. The IRFU CEO Kevin Potts says all recommendations from December's Women in Rugby report have been or will be implemented. Speaking at a progress report in Abbottstown today, Potts said by September more than a third of the union's senior management will be female and they remain committed to 40% female representation on the union committee by year's end. He also pointed to Amory Hughes' recent appointment as head of equity, diversity and inclusivity, which Potts said will help ensure Irish rugby is as safe, inclusive as well and welcoming as is possible. Some of the questions put to Pots today related to that Telegraph article published before Ireland's Women's Six Nations defeat to Italy last month. While admitting sexism is a societal issue which often touches on rugby, Potts said it's not one that is a problem within the IRFU currently. He was also asked about the who gives an F about women's rugby comment by a prominent figure quoted in the Telegraph. So I guess in my response to the article, obviously we nobody likes negative crit- criticism. Um, but the, the alleged statement by uh, somebody at the dinner certainly doesn't represent the views or the, the, the position of anybody involved in the IRFU that I'm working with or in the wider union committee. Um, I do accept for sure, we, I think we need to communicate better. Um, I think we need to communicate what our organization is truly like, which is far more diverse, inclusive than is portrayed by some. Um, so I, I was disappointed with the article and I was disappointed that it, it gives an impression in relation to, to I, the IRFU that simply isn't the case. But the comments are not reflective of, of what we stand for, for sure. Okay. We are out of time. Kenny is staying with us. Richie, thank you. Nice and lads. Cheers, Rich.